the second holiday special episode of a beer with sam and peter i'm still sam but i'm, I'm wearing a christmas hat and he's peter and he's not wearing a christmas hat and sam's still wrong because it's the third of our special christmas episode oh my god holiday episodes oh my god yeah, I into a time loop wally <laughs> you melon what <laughs> joining us on this train wreck sam and will howdy yeah who's uh it's your first podcast yeah yeah well, first one that wasn't part of an assessment for uni, but yeah. Oh, do you have to do a podcast for uni? That's yeah. pretty cool. Let's stop what we were talking about and talk about that. <laughs> no. What was <laughs> that like? <laughs> Where can we find this? Oh, you I'm can... sure top quality recording. <laughs> you can email uh, UQ admin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Will, Will was actually suggesting a fantastic... Uh, change that we can make to the podcast just before we started recording this and that's where every third sentence that we say is a lie <laughs> and we, we can call it Enter the Sphinx and I think that's a great idea I also think it's a great idea is that a lie? Peter <laughs> I am undecided <laughs> I am confused and that is not a lie <laughs> by this system <laughs> I feel like we should get into what the, yeah, the main sort of yeah. topic and why we're all here for our third well, holiday I'm, special, which this, is to talk about the year in TV shows. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. year in, in TV shows. The, the as I continue in, to say. The year in TV shows. Every time someone asks me that, oh, what do you, yeah, yeah, man. I, I have a guy at my local cafe you know, who's a bit, who knows about the podcast. Yeah. He's like, what are you guys doing? I hear you got a special. Yeah, man, it's a year in review. And he's the first guy to just, he was just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a great conversation where I was just, uh, you know, I just said to him, what, what do you think that would look like? What did you, ima- <laughs> what did you imagine? Just a, uh, same, same with the beers, a sniff test, yeah. a taste test. On my audio only podcast. Yeah. We compare the, the, yeah. see how dehydrated each specimen is. But that'll be, uh, that'll be our special, our fifth holiday special episode. Little, little the actual year in review. Yeah. 2018. If, Look if, out for it. If I get enough commenters, I'll do it. I'll do a urine review. I'm not, I'm not afraid. <laughs> um, but today, we're drinking... Yeah, fun time, new, cool-looking beer called... Uh, What's it called, Peter? It's, well, it's, it's a Hawthorne <laughs> Brewing Co. Golden Ale. Yeah. The Flavor Merchants. The Flavor Apparently. Merchants. I'm, tr- I'm trying... I'm I wish I was a Flavor Merchant. Is it by what? the Flavor Merchants? What's... No, the Hawthorne is by Hawthorne Brewing Co. And, and the I'm name of the beer like is the Flavor Merchants? No, it's a golden ale. Do they trade in other flavors? Like, they're, they're merchants. Yeah, like, like, so, like I, really, I really would... Like, what actually is a Flavor Merchant? <laughs> I mean, these guys. Go on the Marco Polo Trail with their flavors. Yeah. Well, we, it, it, Traveling the globe. If providing had... flavors to all who are interested. They're probably the pricks who came up with the Mali. Oh, the... Back actually says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! As you could quite possibly hear, uh, two thirds of our podcast this afternoon are yeah. uh, slightly hungover. And, so the, and, the guy who, and the guy who isn't made the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're a bit low tempo compared to last week. I apologise. Right. So let's have yeah, a sip. Yeah. I guess. Here we go. This. <laughs> huh. I don't like that. 
That's the first beer we've had on the podcast I don't like. Well, they're merchants of a flavour. Yeah, a flavour. Maybe not the flavour. <laughs> it's a bad flavour. I don't know. What do you think, Pete? Mm, it's alright. Maybe a bit hoppy. Is that? Is that a thing? After, you know, yeah, you, I think, you think it's, after it's like too 20, hoppy. 29, 30 episodes, we would have a better grasp on... I mean, we should do, like, a course or something. Yeah, we... (laughs) Nah, it's got too much water, malt, hops. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just read this up here. Yeah. So, a flavour extract, number 32. I can taste that. So, apparently, uh, bloody flavour merchants, Mm -hmm. uh, in the tradition of the travelling merchants of old, the flavour merchants crisscross the globe to bring home the secrets of the world's best brewers. Fuck off. Bet they fucking don't. It is only by trialing and refining these techniques that we are able to create beers of such distinction. Like this contemporary golden ale, combining four German malts with fruit-driven hops from the USA, England, and Australia. Another world-class Australian craft beer. That's a bit... Mm, I disagree. Well, they just gave themselves the title as well. It was like, yep, we deserve That's this. true. They're hardly going to say it. This is subpar golden ale. To be, to be fair. <laughs> we travelled the world, but we failed. <laughs> to be fair, it's not bad. It's 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 like it's just not. It's getting it's getting better over time. In the last, in the last few episodes that we've released, I think we've had some pretty great beers. Apart from well, the I mean, 4X. we had the yeah 4X, and then we had three quarter time session, which I, I really enjoyed simply yeah. because it was like a shadow of Stone and Wood. Stone and Wood. Yeah, I, it's definitely not as good as Stone and Wood, but. It's similar sort of vein and quite tasty. Anyway, television. <laughs> yeah, TV shows, the silver screen. <coughs> well, no, it's yes. a beer and Sam and Peter. Yeah. Beer, Sam and Peter, yeah. And, yeah. and Will. And I'm a beer. Will's a beer. And Will. Will's actually our big talking beer friend. Yep. Next episode, we drink Will. <laughs> <laughs> Live. <laughs> Live. <laughs> Live on Facebook. Join in Sam and Peter get arrested <laughs> for cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, television. Anyway, so just to, lay down, just to lay down a few ground rules before we start this. Yeah, so no, t- television's a bit... It's a bit of a hard one to sort of lock down about what we talk about because TV, and especially with Netflix these days, you tend to watch a bunch of old stuff. Yeah. And you also... TV shows are ongoing yeah, as well. That, that was the big problem for me is like, we can't just talk about TV shows that were released and created. Yeah, like new year. stuff this year. There's... Yeah. Like old stuff, old shows with new seasons like Game of Thrones and House of Cards and yeah. and all that kind of stuff, so which gonna, definitely bears talking about. We're so, talking about anything that had a new season? Yeah. Uh, or any show that was obviously created this, this year? Yeah. Yeah. And there might be a tiny bit of bleed over from end of December last year, but we'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first thing I think we should talk about is brand new stuff, new and exciting things right. that came out this yeah, year. Yeah, stuff that you can get onto now. Yeah. Right. I was thinking about this. You know, it, I, sometimes it can be difficult to hear someone talk about, say, The Walking Dead, having never watched The Walking Dead, and, yeah, and then saying, so "Oh, much, this is a good season." So much you got to do to How get about into you it. go spend the next week catching up, and then you can really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Watch the hundreds of hours of content to so you can now finally have a conversation with me about this thing. <laughs> Talk to me. You're dead to me until you watch it. And with bloody people so being, being so sensitive to spoilers, not that I'm not, um, it, it makes it hard to talk about a lot of the things, these things. But since there's been a bunch of really cool new things this year, we can yeah. actually get in and, and not too much of an um, investment to get into them. So I think probably one of the shows that 
I think what we start today is talking about Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. Which course. was a Netflix right. original. Uh, we've talked about it at length on this podcast. Yep. Um, and it's kind of been one of the big success stories from this yeah. year. Um, and as I me remember... Me, personally, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was amazing. Yeah, we talked about it at length on the podcast because I think it was one of those things that we had a fight on. Or yeah. Like, or we were disagreement about. Yeah. It was a Doctor Strange. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't enjoy it all that much, but oh, I mean, I thought it was fine, but you two were, were big, massive fans. Yeah. Um, I, really, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And I, I think part of it was, I, I think it was a really well-written and good show. Like, yeah. I want to say that, but I think part of it for me was also, um, the nostalgia that came along mm. with it. It was just, the show felt. It had a very. Like that era, like, like. It had an incredible aesthetic. Yeah, it, 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 including even like the you know like you know how that, that intro came up and it was it was those those weird sort of like neon Technicolor letters. Yeah, that are sort of like you know like, you know they they sort of superimposed on the screen <coughs> in sort of old Spielberg stuff. You yeah, get that? like yeah. like the intro of Terminator where it's like sort of going across yeah, on itself. Exactly, and it's got like a little you know you can, you can see the, the screen shake, but the words stay there. And oh, I thought it was brilliant. So for me, the atmosphere was really great with Stranger Things. Yeah. Well, I can't remember their names. Something Brothers? Russo Brothers, was it? Anyway, the two directing I was, brothers. I, I uh, the, the, the Russo Brothers directed um, Captain America. Uh, and, and that series, uh, like season four of uh, Community. Oh, uh, well, whatever their names was, like, they decided early on that they wanted to do the 80s. And, like, it just fits because it's like... You can't really do it in an era with cell phones. It's like... Yeah. yeah. Or like mobile phones. Yeah. Those, those kind of... The world is so connected these days that those sort of um, horror tropes just don't... Like yeah. where people just don't know stuff just doesn't really fit in. Yeah. And like the fact that it's like, oh, I'm just going to go down to my friend's house and like we're going to ride bikes and we're going to oh, do yeah. that. Like that, you couldn't you, you you do that just now because it's like, oh yeah, just text anymore. me. Just yeah. text me or like... like Kids, or actually, no. Kids we're these gonna, days. We're sit in our own houses and play Xbox. <coughs> and yeah, well, yeah, no D and D, but yeah, it's just like they just I don't know they they captured it really well. I think, which is part of the reason I liked it so much. It was just like, yeah, they got it. Yeah. So for yeah. those who don't know, the show is um, set in the eighties, Spielberg esque. Really captures that feeling, um, and it's kind of a. John Carpenter, like, monster horror. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's show. really, in terms of its uh, on-paper plot, it'll be really familiar. It's a very familiar 80s, um, I, it's like a sci-fi horror. It's, it's more yeah. just like sci-fi, but... Yeah, you know. yeah. so the, the sort of general jumping off point for the first episode is um, there's a bunch of kids playing D&D. And um, they like ride bikes and stuff, and one of them rides uh, is riding his bike home and gets yeah. taken by this um, crazy weird monster. Yeah, and mm. the whole the rest of the show is them trying to is like his mom and the local police chief and stuff trying to find him. Yeah, and it, for me it was it was I think I talked about this on last whenever we mentioned it on the podcast many moons ago. Um, for me it was. Uh, the the way that the the story was very typical, but the characters weren't. Um, like the 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 big character for me was the police chief in the area. 
Like, mm. uh, I, he, he didn't fit any of the expectations that I had for him, and I thought that was great. He was competent and understood everything really, you know, straight away. But there's this whole, one of the big plot, plot threads is, um, you know, revolves around the boy who goes missing and his mum, who, um, you know, they have a strong connection and she knows that he's missing. She, she knows that he's trying to contact her somehow. Um, and no one believes her. And I think it's really great that like the police chief, I, I just had this image of just so many shows that I've watched before, you know, Sardles in, it's like, oh, woman, please. You just, it's just the hysterics. And he's like, it's really hard for him to convince him that anything's going on. He'll find out in one of the later acts. He'll, the pin will drop for him and then he'll help or whatever. Yeah. But he just catches on. He just catches on. He was yeah. a really intelligent character. And the police chief in these sci-fi horror type, the sci-fi horror type genre are always idiots. Yeah. yeah. And kind of a lot of the whole, the whole sort of thing that the show was trying to do was tap into a lot of those stereotypes, but then play with them a little bit. So they're, they're it's dealing with like high, high school and primary school age kids and stuff and there are a lot of those like 80s uh football jock oh yeah like, like the whole captain of the football team but that's that's another thing and john hughes-esque type yeah like, pretty in pink yeah. style you could, you could delete all of the monster and the facility stuff all of it and it's still be a show that i would watch yeah because it's so like it basically you turn into freaks and geeks yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it'd be yeah yeah yeah, but you, I mean, you've also got the mum who's like super competent as well. She's mm-hmm. like such a strong, like well thought out character. Like they could have easily just had like some mum who's like constantly afraid and like yeah. hysterical and useless. hysterical. Yeah, and all like trying to shelter her other son too much. But she's like yeah. going out there. She's just trying to fight. Like I think that was one of the that was the, the bravest um, act in the. In the whole show, there's a there's a scene where um, she's trying. She knows that Will is trying to make contact with her, and so she set up all these little lights because there's some sort of weird thing going along. He can somehow affect the electric electromagnetic field. Um, she sets them all up and tries to make contact with Will, and then so sort of something follows Will. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil the show. Um, and basically, a crazy sort of monster thing starts to crawl its way out of her wall. And she freaks out, runs outside, like, of course you would. And there's that moment where she goes to her car and then hears the radio still playing, his favourite song. Like, he's still singing through it. Hmm. Um, and there's, like, some monster shit going in the house. No one believes her. She's all alone. And she decides, you know, she just, she closes the door again, grabs the fire axe, you know, sits by the thing and waits for another message. Yeah. She just, you know, walks back in. I, I really liked mm. their relationship. It was really strong and, and, and well done. Yeah. And I just think the, the way that the show built these characters and built the whole mystery, I thought was really good. And the reason yeah. why I didn't think it was one of the best shows of the year is because I was I felt a bit left let down with the finale. I think everything wrapped up just a little bit too nicely. They sort of it yeah. felt a bit rushed towards the end. And after they'd spent all this time building this really interesting mystery and like a government conspiracy and all that kind of stuff, and then a lot of it didn't 
material materialize in a way that felt satisfying mm. to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you take it like it's a big, really long movie, it works because it's sort of like Goonies, which just had like an ending, which is like, what? How? How do they? <laughs> I don't understand. Like it, just, it wrapped itself up so quickly that it's just like, okay, whatever. It's a movie with but, a giant octopus out of nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's like, what's? The, yeah, anyway, but like it just. I feel like Stranger Things sort of had that same thing where it's like you can only you have to wrap it up and there's a certain way to do it but at the end of the day you're going to have to try and do it neatly otherwise it's going to just look like you didn't put enough effort into the ending. Mm. I, for me it was more of a perspective thing. I saw I saw it as that not not necessarily like a writing cop out or anything but there's there's sometimes when you're writing a story um and you have an idea in mind for how the world works, but the only way that you can tell the audience that and to, when you're doing a t- running a TV show um, is through the characters. And if you don't have a character who has that perspective, like who would, would know about this government conspiracy, um, it's really difficult to sort of like just tell everyone at the end what, what was going on. You know, mm. If your characters are in the darks, it's tough for the audience not to be as well. So I, I just saw it as like, there was no character that was a, there was a, like a, uh, main plot character that was in the facility or related to that, um, that we, you know, we saw, um, and we just couldn't get the full story from that. I I, I felt satisfied with how the, for me, it was about the characters and I felt satisfied for how all of their arcs ended Mm. at least. Like for me, I wasn't thinking a lot about. I wasn't really thinking at all about where this government conspiracy went. I just was, I, I had sort of taken it as like, it was a government <laughs> Done conspiracy. And all right. um, and then, I, I thought that sounded kind of interesting and that would, yeah. it, it sounded like they were trying to build this cool mystery and then it sort of just, the payoff yeah. wasn't there. Well, it's my understanding that like from the ending that they, we, you might get that you wish and see more of those guys. Because it, it, it looks like... In a new season. Yeah. yeah. The, but, the small setup that they did, you know, revolved around them, revolved around the sheriff. I'd really love to see him back, you know, who, who gets called yeah. back at the last second. Yeah. I kind of... I feel like I, the facility has to have that mystery around it. Because it's like, yeah. sort of like in Star Wars, the original one, where he's like... Oh, your father and I fought in the Clone Wars, and back then you would have been like, "What the hell are the Clone Wars? That was yeah. clones of people." Yeah. And then like George Lucas comes in and is like, "This is what the Clone Wars." Was. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to know. Be that a this. bunch of New Zealanders, yeah. <laughs> Mary guys, just no. Oh. Yeah, but that, it, I mean that's a perspective like, thing as well. No one could have told you that. Yeah, and, and, but the the sort of the reason why I find that dissatisfying is they did actually try and answer some of the questions, but just in a really hand wavy way yeah. rather than just leaving it as a mystery, which I think maybe would have been a bit better. Yeah. Mm. I feel so, like because they sort of set it up being like, we're going to have a second season. They might have answered questions in that one, but I, I don't want them to do I'd another like to, season. I'd like to see, well, yeah, they, or, they're definitely doing another season. What would you guys like the second season to be? Well, just the, a separate Separate yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, me too. I the, think yeah. having the same kids again and the same characters, maybe they could bring the police chief back. I'd be fine with that. But I think oh, if it's set in the same town, that would be a bit disappointing. And they do definitely see that in the final episode, which 
Hopefully, it's not the same people. I think they have announced now that it is the same people, yeah. which I've been really disappointed by. There was one thing that but, I didn't want. Like, I, I, I would, I don't know what I want, but I really don't want those same kids to be involved, especially that same family. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, as I, I thought well, they've done really well and I liked them and they've been the through so scene, much. Though. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and I'm really, I'm really upset if it's the same kid or the same mum who has to deal with more shit. Yeah. I wouldn't like that at all. Sorry, we've sort of spoiled this for anyone <laughs> who hasn't, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's I really like, worth watching. I feel like we haven't spoken specifics enough about yeah, it's, stuff that you could you could still watch the show. And, even, yeah. even if we have, you should... If you haven't watched Stranger Things, you should definitely go do that because it's it's great. Um, and, and it's not that scary, you know? Um, there's a lot of freaks and geeks, basically, with, yeah. with some, with some monster stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is kind of meant to be a horror sci-fi, but it's more yeah. sci-fi drama-ish. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's so, Stranger Things. So that's Stranger Things. Um, the next thing I wanted to very, very briefly mention is another Netflix series, which yeah. I think I've spoken about on the podcast. We may have cut it for time at some point. I was going to talk about it anyway. I'll talk about it here. <laughs> uh, it was this anthology series called Easy, mm-hmm. um, which stars a bunch of uh, comedians. And it's sort of just a series of one-off episodes, anthology series, um, sort of just about people's relationships and their and their lives. Yeah. And I think it a lot of the time it tells a really a bunch of sort of really interesting and genuine like really genuine uh one-off romantic stories that I think is very much worth watching. And it's through all points in a relationship isn't yeah, it, as well. Yeah. So, so like the first e- the first episode is like a a couple that's been married for 15 years right. and have um have a few kids and sort of their relationship troubles that aren't even it, it, it a lot of the time it's it's there is conflict in the traditional dramatic sense but it's not big dramatic like oh you cheated on me so we're gonna have a big yell and scream like about it it's more just external like, pressure eating out at you yeah it's more just the like you you've been in a relationship with someone for 15 years yeah what is that like and what are you sort of like dinner party conversations like and and that sort of thing or um it's a it's a couple who have um who are just having a baby and sort of freaking out about how their lives are going to change yeah or it's um like new relationships and stuff and i just think it does it all really well it's really well acted and it's not your typical um, sort of thing about about um, like life and relationships, and I think it's just really genuine, and everybody should check it out. It's only eight episodes, half hour episodes on Netflix, so much safer uh, anthology than the other one we're going to we're going to cover in this year. Yeah, this year's yeah, year. much much oh, less yes. dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie Brooker, what are you doing? <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so other new stuff. Um, Will, I know that you've mentioned um, a show that neither of us had really sort of heard of. Which, I which heard I've of. been really highly anticipating, but I just haven't got around to finding a way to watch yet, which I'm really, really excited to watch. Yeah. Based uh, off of Michael Pryde. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sponge, SpongeBob, right? Yeah, SpongeBob. SpongeBob the movie. SpongeBob had a new season. Right. 
Um, no, it's Westworld. Yeah. Based off the Michael Crichton oh, novel. It it lives up to its name. It's, oh, it's so good. Can you just briefly explain to Sam and I the, what the sort of premise of the show is? Right. I, I have read the book. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it varies from the book. Like, it differs a bit. But it's essentially um, set in the future. You don't know what the outside world is like, but it's all in this park, which is a western park. Okay. Um, and it's run by a group of people. And essentially there's, like, I want to say... I guess they're sort of, like, simulants from... Um, not simulants. Um, what's the name? From Blade Runner. Like, they're, they're so... Yeah, replicants. They're so realistic-looking humans. Right. Like, robots, that they, they're they like, NPCs in the park. Okay, so it's kind of like Jurassic Park, except it's with cowboy robots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's about, like, making the experience. Right, right yeah. And the, so the people running the park have different storylines. So it's like, you you catch the train into the park, and then, like... You immediately, when you walk in, there'll be like a guy there and he's like, hey, why don't you come with me? And we're going to go find the guy who's killing all the horses. And it's like, okay, that sounds fun. Or you can choose to just ignore him and just keep on walking. And then there's like a brothel and you can go like, hey, I'll have a few (laughs) drinks. I'll have my way with a woman. And like at the end of, I think it's not really specified, but the end of a day, they wipe the, some of the um, NPCs minds clean them up, throw them back in the park at the morning. So if a host, which is like a person who's visiting the park, is with an NPC, they don't wipe their mind because they're like important to the host. So yeah. like you can be on a storyline with someone for ages and there'll be someone who just keeps getting reset. And same thing as if you get shot, like they'll um, fix them up and put them back. And hosts who visit the park can't get shot. Like they just can't like bullets don't affect them yeah so it's essentially do whatever you want but it's it's really cool the way that they sort of it's sort of like the park's falling apart because the main head guy like the creator played by anthony hopkins he's just like sort of going a bit rogue and star of lord of the rings in the book he's really obsessed with making them more and more uh human yeah, that well, that's sort of what he's doing, but he's like doing it without the approval of the board. Yeah. So the like the board's trying to do one thing, he's trying to do another, and there's also another guy in the park who's trying to find the hidden meaning of the park. <coughs> so there was two main guys who built the park, and one of them died and had this hidden meaning to the park, which is called the maze. And so there's this guy played by Ed Harris, who's like the man in black. He's like got black outfit. And anytime that like the facility people mention him, they're like, oh, let him do what he wants. He's got enough money. So he basically does whatever he wants, but he's trying to find this maze, which like is its own little storyline. But it's really cool. It's, I want to say overall, the whole show is just like a brand new Lost like that's oh how it God. is yeah oh, mate i there's need so to go <laughs> home and watch it right now i've been like there's just one yeah. of the things that i spent a heap of time doing this year was re-watching lost yeah yeah there's like cliffhangers and like just twists and turns it's so good and because oh, it's i'm looking forward to it's it. by um bad robot yeah the people who made lost so yeah. you know it's got good people. J.J. abrams production company yeah, yeah. 
And the where, acting where is just superb as well. Um, well... This is not Netflix. Yeah, it's on HBO, so if you somehow have nefarious means to get HBO, <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, of course, there. purchased it off iTunes. Yes. Well, Foxtel. Oh, Foxtel. <laughs> Foxtel, yeah. You can't I'll, purchase I'll just it be... off iTunes, I don't think. I'll just oh, be really? driving and I'll just fall off the back of a truck and I'll pick it up and go, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I guess I'm taking this yeah. that's, that's the physical embodiment of the digital <laughs> episode that I watch. Yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know how to find it. I don't know. I, I know that, I mean, you can't get Game of Thrones on iTunes. So I don't think you, pr- you probably probably can't get Westworld. Oh, there. no, wait. I saw ads for it. I think it's on Stan. Really? Might be. <laughs> Penis is very excited. I definitely saw ads. If it's on stand, I'm, I'm subscribing oh. this afternoon. I saw ads in the movies, like in the cinemas, where they're like, um, catch up on Westworld. Yeah, I think Stan might be covering a, like a later released version of the season. Yeah, they're behind like a few episodes. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, it's, it's Damn super it. good. I Australia. Re- I recommend any everyone to watch it because it's just... And it also tackles, like, some things about, like, just sexism in general, because, like, in the West, a lot of women were treated badly, but it's sort of, like, making a point of it. Like, it's yeah. sort of commenting on that, which I think is when, pretty cool. That was one of the big moral dilemmas of like, Westworld is the, um, you know, everyone who works at the brothel and their free will and what's the definition for their free will. I mean, they're the robots that play the prostitutes. And they're sort of like, I don't know about the show, but they're sort of like, um, programmed to be prostitutes, right? So it's almost like their identities have been changed to some, to someone who they, they inherently sort of like want to do that job. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's a really weird question of their free will and, 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 you know, to the bit, to the biggest extent, you know, there's a big line of thinking that we think that's pretty much, they're just being raped, you know, or are they being brainwashed? Is there a difference between that? Yeah. Well, it, it does sort of go down that route, but as well as like a character who runs the brothel and previously to that, she played a different character. Like she, the same like mechanical body, but mm. she played just a mother. She used to be like a mother and then they're like, oh, we're going to reprogram you. You're going to be head of the brothel. And it's like, did like she want that? No. Did like you sort of just changed everything. And but she was created in the first place. Yeah. For this role that she like, you know, it's the thing is, though, they're robots. Yeah. I mean, that's it doesn't make it easy. Yeah. Story, though. I don't think. And again, I can't speak for the show. Well, it makes it super interesting. So. Definitely, everyone, check it out. Yeah. See what you think. Because, uh, like, I enjoy it, but I might be, like, just saying, like, a, a lot of people might not, just because it does have very, like, full-on sort of things. Like, HBO, themes and... HBO. Yeah, HBO. Yeah. But, yeah. I think it's done tastefully and with purpose. It's not like, oh, there's rape in it for no reason. It's, like, it's in there because it drives the plot. Yeah. Or it's trying to make a point. Yeah. 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 So, moving right along. um, Well, I wanted to do a brief mention, if that's okay. Yeah. It's like brief drive-by. Yeah. Drive-by shooting. uh, 112263. 
that yeah, it? yeah. So that that is on stand. The whole thing's on stand. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Also by Bad Robot Studios. Yeah, yeah. and it's so, a show that we mentioned earlier on in the year in the yep. podcast. Yep. But I just wanted to Stars give it another James Franco. Mention. James Franco based off a Stephen King novel. Yeah. Um. So the whole premise uh, of the show is uh, James Franco going back in time to stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Yeah, because That's it. <laughs> the owner of a diner tells him it's a good idea. Yeah, the yeah. owner of a diner has a time machine. Basically like a Line the Witch in the Wardrobe type scenario. Yeah. yeah. His, yeah. his cupboard's a time machine, and he's been getting all of his meat from the past <laughs> and selling why, it in his why, diner. Why would you not use your time machine for that? <laughs> anyway, yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, I think the world would be better if JFK wasn't killed and... James Franco's like, all right, sounds yeah, like, like a plan. Ja- James Franco's like an English teacher and he yeah. likes going to this diner because they do real cheap old style cheeseburgers. And um, he's just sort of chatting with the, the diner owner and the diner owner like dies of cancer and has to like convinces <laughs> him that, okay, yeah, this seems like a good idea. It seems like a good use of my time. Also, I think he got cancer from too much time travel. Yeah. So it's just like, James Franco, stay away. (laughs) (laughs) And there's limits, right? There's limits on what he can do, which is why it's sort of not just ridiculously easy to... Yeah, right. So as soon as he goes back to the future, anytime he goes back to the past, it's just back to... Like yeah, so so he, back, he, he can only go to this yeah. one fixed point in time. Yeah, exactly. And he can so only he, go for a certain amount of time, can he? No, he can go forever. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh. He can go until he I don't. I don't think there's restrictions on how... Yeah, there's no restrictions on how long he can be there. Or is that one point? But he, yeah. He always goes back to this one point, and I think time still passes for him in the present. So, like, if he's there for 10 years, he will have aged 10 years when he gets back to the present. I think is how it works because that's how the guy got cancer is like he's chatting with James Franco in the diner oh. and then he goes back in time for like 30 years yeah, and, and he's and super gets old can- yeah he, he's super old right, so he didn't cancer. just get cancer from no. time travel he just aged and got yeah, cancer but he was yeah. like yeah I didn't do it I failed to stop the assassination and it's like okay well <laughs> let's just yeah okay, and, and, and Will and I so you Sam hasn't watched any of no. it but Will and I have only watched sort of the first four episodes. It's only a short series. Yeah. Um, and just for whatever reason, fell off it a little bit. Yeah, I just didn't keep up with it. But I'd it's, be... It's an interesting premise. It was really highly Pretty rated. well acted. Um, I feel like I just forgot about it. And now yeah. that I've remembered that it's out there, I might go back and watch it. Which is pretty much why I wanted to mention it. Because yeah. it was on my watching list. I heard it and I was like, James Franco, Stephen King. JFK, time travel. Time travel. Oh. And then I just sort of never got around to it. It must be one of those things where something else must have come up. Mm. Sort of forgot. So that's my little drive-by. Remember that show that you might have thought of watching, just like me? Well, you can still watch it. Yeah. Um, so the final sort of new show that we wanted to talk about was one called The Good Place, which yes. um, Will is talking about. Well, no I've only seen one episode, What's which was about? like a long episode. But it's essentially, um, it's got... Uh, Kristen Bell from yep. um, movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she's in Assassin's Creed 2, isn't she? Yeah, and she's in um, she House of Lies. Yeah. 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 Um, she's married to Dak Shepard. Yeah, she is. Mm. So in this one, it's like basically set in the afterlife, and there's a good place and there's a bad place. Oh. And But it's like 
it's well, not original content it's not heaven or hell it's just like a good place so it's like this little like idyllic looking village and it's like got like colorful houses and everything right but she got sent there accidentally she's the like they sent eleanor there but she's the wrong eleanor so they're like you can watch all your memories on this tv and she's like watching them and then like as soon as the guy leaves <laughs> she's like those aren't my memories <laughs> and um yeah so um i think it's like pretty interesting just the way that they've got like this little mythos around this yeah sort of cool little afterlife story so is she so, meant to go to the bad place yeah she was meant to go to the bad place and she's convinced because you get partnered with your soulmate as soon as you arrive mm-hmm. and she's convinced her soulmate to try and teach her how to be good which it's just like a comedy so it's like oh it's a comedy yeah it's a comedy so <laughs> it sounds <laughs> oh, like sorry it sounds like, like no. yeah yeah no it's a comedy like what's that Robin Williams movie that's what I was imagining um it's one of my favourites, but it's really depressing. Uh, you know, where he goes to heaven. The flubber, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, where he dies goes and goes to, to heaven. heaven. Bruce he Almighty. Jumps on the flubber and he goes to heaven. Heaven Almighty. <laughs> oh my Why God. did God give Bruce powers? Why? Because he's Morgan Freeman and he does what he wants. <laughs> Why did he fuck with Evan? Prove a point. <laughs> anyway. Why not? Yeah, that's, anyway, that's the good That place. actually sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's really reminded me of something and I'll have to get back to you on Yeah, it really reminds me of this show, which I think had a series this year. No, it was last year. Anyway, the show was called, <laughs> called The Leftovers, made by HBO. Oh, yeah. That one was also by JJ, wasn't it? No. I, I think so. I, it were all about, like, his production company had yeah. something for the hand in it. And it, like, really, really interesting show. It's Good about JJ. Like, about, Me and JJ. Yeah, it's Old about... mate JJ. <laughs> hey, how's the new Star Wars? <laughs> We're besties. Um, Where, uh, what Dreams May Come? Okay. Have you not seen What Dreams May Come? No. Matt. Was I supposed to? What Dreams May Come? Is it the homework movie? It's great. Maybe we should make it a homework movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a Robin Williams movie about heaven. His wife commits suicide, but he goes to heaven and he's trying to find her. And it's pretty fucking depressing, but it's it's great. Right, so Leftovers. Yes, good yeah, place. yeah, Leftovers. Sorry. It's all about basically uh, the rapture happens and kind of um, <laughs> there's this there's this like mystical event where suddenly just a third of the world's population disappears. And it's about this small town where a bunch of people disappeared and them just sort of dealing with this event. Yeah. Um, and it, there is a bit of a thread of trying to work out what actually happened. But basically the first episode is like, a, it, it sort of cold opens with a, uh, like a news program talking about how the world scientists just have no fucking clue <laughs> what happened. Um, and it, it's, it's not so much about the mystery. It's more just about how it sort of affects a bunch of normal people and their lives. Now and this right. has reminded me of Last Man on Earth. Yes, yes, which also had a se- season this year, which I think is a good jumping in point yeah. for stuff which had seasons this year. How yeah. did this from show shows. get takes so long to be made? The Last Man on Last Earth, Man which Earth. is a comedy about basically that, except it's the last everybody. guy. How? Because since I was a very small kid, we were all talking about what would you do if you were the last man on Earth? Like you all had the image of like running to like just breaking into a store, putting yeah. your hand underneath the slushing machine at the cinemas, and opening the thing, just going for it. But the thing is, stealing the Mona Lisa with yeah. the yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. With that show, it's like first I think ten minutes he's doing that, and then after that he meets someone. It's like 
They yeah. don't dwell so much on yeah, the fact yeah. that he's the last man on Earth. It's like, here's someone else. Just doing all the other stuff that you should you would do. Yeah, yeah even, it's it's just, a, it would a, be boring just watching some guy live out his fantasies. Yeah. It's like, uh, it would be a good show. It's kind of like I Am Legend. If it was the last couple on Earth. That's the that's my ideal scenario. That's that's yeah. kind of what it is though. So like the the premise of the show is the the rapture has happened, everybody's gone, and it's this one one dude sort of just driving around America in an RV, yeah. trying to find everybody, and he leaves all these signs saying, "I'm going to be in this place, Tucson." If there's yeah, if there's people out there, come and have a chat. Um, and yeah, he does all does all the crazy shit that you would do in that situation. Uh, and the first episode ends with some him finding someone. And sort of the really funny thing about it is for the first half of the first season, it's sort of them getting to know each other and they just, it's like man and a woman and they just fucking hate each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought first season they make the town, don't they? Yeah, yeah. There's, you, other, yeah. there's other people as well that eventually get introduced. But yeah, yeah initially it's just them and... They have to recreate the world's population and they just yeah. absolutely can't stand each other. Just keeping to this year, what happened with... What did you think of the season for Last Man on Earth this year? I've not seen it. I, no, you not seen it? <laughs> what are we doing here? We'll see. No? Yeah, I oh, thought it was... I mean, it. it's sort of like... It, it's, it was still funny and it was still good and it sort of went in the direction that I'd hoped it would go, but it's, it wasn't like as good as the second season. Just, just not as clever as. Yeah. Uh, it just felt sort of so like. So is it on its third season now or second season? It's on its third. So that it felt like they were just like cleaning up a bit. And sort like, of running out of ideas almost. Not, not really running out of ideas. They were just cleaning up some of the holes that they made in plots in season two and fixing that. And then, they sort of progressed away from where season two was set. They're just like, let's go somewhere new. So it's 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 a necessary step for the show to take. Otherwise, it'd just be like confusing and annoying. Yeah. But yeah, it. I think that it's worth watching if you like the first two seasons. So yeah, it's funny. There's um there's an episode of Futurama where it's the final ever episode of Futurama. Um, and they freeze time, which is essentially like being the last man on earth. Time's frozen. They broke it and it's just Fry and Leela. Oh yeah. That really sweet ending. Yeah. And they were doing some of the stuff that I really wanted to do. Like they go to sleep by, they roll these two endangered pandas because time's frozen. They just roll these two endangered pandas (laughs) over onto their bellies and use them as a bed and then grab these two koalas and like, just like, um, roughly fluff them as pillows. (laughs) Like just sort of... Pulling them in and out, sleep on those, and use like you know porcupines for spiking shit. I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that I would do. Pick up a frisbee with a dog attached to it instead of just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> You're morbid. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. That was a good show. That was a good show. Good season. I mean, seal of approval. Is that all? That, that that is probably all the shows that came out. That's that's this, all the they new, were created this the year. The new ones that we kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah. yeah, we talked about Luke Cage, which I thought wasn't very good. One that which I think is kind of cool that I just want to mention a Netflix series created by Baz Luhrmann called The Get Down. Yeah, it's just really fun. It's not particularly well acted, and the writing's not amazing, but it's just really good fun. It's got Jaden Smith in it, Peter. 
He does have Jaden Smith. Of all time. It was Jaden Smith being fucking the most Jaden Smith you've ever goddamn seen. Oh, really Doesn't he annoying? have like a massive afro? He's got a massive afro, and he's like this graffiti artist, philosophizer, fucking <laughs> kill yourself man. <laughs> write some tweets. Yeah, yeah. But write some tweets, except it's set in like the seventies. What's the seventies version of tweeting? You just roll down your window and yell at people. Um, no, you you write it on the side of buildings. Oh right, okay. You, or you talk to people. Pen Andy Warhol painting. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Valley. That, was that Andy Warhol just trying to tweet soup? Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that what <laughs> Just like guys. I was soup. doing that thing where you uh, you know you tweet a photo of what you're eating every night. Yeah. <laughs> um. Any anyway. Um. Yeah. So that's can I just that, say. All of the new shows that have come out have been either <coughs> HBO or Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, watched... all, all the new shows that we have thought were good enough to talk about on this podcast. Yeah. With the exception of Survivor. Yes. Actually, that's probably one we should get out of the way but here we, and we, now. So, if you are interested in Survivor, you've been following us and you've missed Survivor Watch. We did do a big segment with its own intro music and stuff. I have my girlfriend, Olivia, over here and we... We talked Survivor for something like 45 minutes. Yeah, so, and you talked about like what you thought of the series as a yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. So if you really want to... Neglected to mention my favorite character, <laughs> Gone Too Soon, Desmond. The the man who was voted out first. The man who should be king. <laughs> who's an old crotchety dude. <laughs> Just the best thing about that show. He's an old crotchety dude. <laughs> I've never and seen it. And also the Salmon King. Refused to help. I've just, never seen it, but I'm just... Um, the person I'm imagining is just perfect. Just he, he this actually, old crotchety yeah, dude. My favourite Des line is where, where, where this, this girl called Kat tried to ask him, oh, Des, do you want to maybe help do something so we can survive? And he said, oh, I'm not helping no cafe latte drinking wankers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Desmond. Yeah, good old Des. But yeah, we... we to, did, to get your sort of thoughts on the series. Yeah. Just watch go, that episode. Do our episode. Or listen so to that episode. That's... Um, I'm not going to say any numbers in case I you know, bugger it up again. But uh, that's the last episode that we released this year before our holiday specials. Yeah, episode 27. And you can find us right at the start. It will play our extra special Ahuahi Ahuahu music. Yep. <laughs> Peter our professionally produced several business meetings. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. Could you do it again? It was, it was a bit of a oh, 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 oh. Oh, yes, but not it at all. Fantastic. Um, I spent way too long on that, so please, please go just appreciate it, <laughs> so I can feel justified. But yeah, so I won't mention Survivor too much, other than um, it was one of the worst Survivor seasons I've ever watched. Uh, in terms of the caliber of player, and that's pretty amazing considering that it's a sh- it's an American reality TV show. Like we really stunk them out. So if you at all enjoyed that one, I would recommend watching the American show. If you enjoyed any morsel, yeah, any tiny bit of it, yeah. Um, that's pretty much Survivor. Uh, a show that I wanted to talk about is uh, Vikings. Vikings had another season this year, season four. Yep. I've only seen up to season three. Bloody of you just great. Vikings? No. Just great. Um, Vikings. Yeah, you're, you're real into Vikings. Vikings is my favorite TV show on the planet. Um, without a doubt. Big call. Yeah. Um, and this, it continues to get better for me. Uh, I think one of the, I would say that Vikings is one of those shows that although I enjoyed it from the get go, it is a cold start kind of show. It, they definitely sort of, 
ease into their roles and the writing gets better, the story gets better, everything the gets better. The acting gets so much better. The acting gets better after a couple of episodes or even like half a season. But I, I highly recommend watching Vikings um, just so you can get to season four because uh, I really enjoyed season four. Season four um, takes place, I think it's maybe a full 10 years after season three. It's a That's big cool. deal. Um, we see these big time skips. I mean, for instance... Yeah, um, it, it's a show produced by the History Channel and it's meant to be yeah. like a retelling of this um, actual historical figure, which was Ragnar Lothbrok. Yes, and, and the other figures that interacted with him. And what I really like about the show, actually, is that it's pretty uh, faithful, you know? Um, Surprising from the History Channel. Yeah. <laughs> they usually have shit like <laughs> yeah. aliens invented the pyramids. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, it is, on, it is surprising. Um, but it's really great. Actually, my my mum has studied big uh, uh, English history for a long time, and obviously the Vikings have a bit of an interaction with them. Uh, Ragnar Lothbrok being famous for for a lot of things, but one of his big sort of accolade in in Viking lore is that he's the guy who sailed across the ocean and raided England first, set foot on there, um, and. Uh, if I ever wanted a spoiler or just like I'm fed up, I just want to find out what happens to this person. It's, it's faithful enough. I just go to my mum and I'll say, Hey mum, do you know who this person is? And she'd be like, Oh yes, they died. Or, Oh yes. Oh Jesus. Sam, you don't know who that is. Like I, I had one of these, one of these moments where I asked about a character who I genuinely thought was a brutish side character. Yeah. Right. And I was like, who? I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. It's going to ruin it for you. But I asked, I asked her, I think I was mentioning a different character mm-hmm. and I mentioned this guy and how I think he's probably going to get killed soon because he's done something bad. And she goes, Sam, that guy. And I, you know, I told him her, her, his full name. She's like, he was like one of the most important emperors in France. <laughs> he, united, <laughs> he, he, he made France great again. He built up their armies. He made them, it, it was the greatest time for, for, for the French military in history. They were conquerors. He was actually he Napoleon. He did everything. He is so much more important than Ragnar, for instance. Um, the most important historical character. You watch the first season and you will never, ever guess it. was <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this season we saw um, all the next generation come up. Um, one of the other things in Vikings is that uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it, it, when you want to tell a historical story properly, um, I think one of the biggest hurdles and maybe why some of the other sto- shows on the History Channel are kind of bullshit and you just come to expect bullshit from historical shows is that um, for a long time it's not entertaining. You know, there can be big periods of time where everything goes well. I mean, it's real life. Sometimes it's shit, but sometimes it's just sort of like fine. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they definitely do a lot of skipping there around. There are big time jumps. Yeah. Um, and it's really Which interesting. Which I like. Yeah, and they do it very subtly. There's nothing to tell you that there's been a time jump. You just go into this episode yeah. and suddenly and, and that, that person is a man instead of a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah that can, that can suddenly be Suddenly just jarring. gray beards. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, that can be a bit jarring when watching the show. So the show yeah. itself has covered at least maybe 15 to 18 years so far. And I think more than that. Yeah. Definitely with season I think, four. I think more than that. With season four, we, we come into like We've skipped another 10. Um, and Travis Fermel's look continues to just be fucking great. <laughs> this time he's got the tattooed bald head and the massive beard and his sort of older years of Ragnar. 
Yeah, um, there are some cool looking Vikings on that show. Yeah, and one of the most well, interesting. We should all aspire to. The haircuts are amazing. <laughs> if I was, you know, more confident, I'd be rocking a Viking haircut. Um, yeah, so uh, it, this season follows Ragnar's return to France after being really defeated for the first time. Um, and it's a, it's a different show. I started rooting for a lot of different different people. Um, and sort of rooted less for Ragnar. I always thought he was great, but in this season, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. So he's Ragnar, always been a little bit of a bastard. Yeah, well, Ragnar Lothbrok's always it was also well renowned for being, you know, he the reason he was the first person to England and the first person to France is because he wanted to travel and and understand things. And whilst Vikings were traveling around, it was traveling, asserting your dominance over the society. You you rape, you pillage, you leave, and and he didn't want to do that. Yeah, it was just like find, learning all these new things um, from his Christian slave where it all really happens, Athelstan, who you know teaches him all about this stuff and this big land that's actually even weaker than England, but full of riches, being France, and he like, mm. dreams of it. Um, uh, in this season, Ragnar's just being a bit too eclectic. Um, he's, he, there was a Chinese slave that was brought into Kattegat. At some stage. Um, she has a name in the show, but I feel like uh, she has no name in history. Uh, and she brought with her some really interesting Chinese medicine. Just uh, opium? Yeah, drugs. <laughs> no, this this stuff um, I actually ended up reading about. It's staying to teeth red. It's this stuff that makes you... It's like more like ice. It makes you really unpredictable and violent. Uh, it makes you hallucinate as well. Oh, and yeah, for a man... That, give that to Vikings. Yeah, for cool. a man who is already unpredictable incredibly and unpredictable and violent, <laughs> he becomes really scary. Um, so, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting to see him lose control and, and, and where his children are going now. Bjorn is a really important character. Bjorn, we were introduced to as a really shitty, snot-nosed 11-year-old kid. Yeah. And he's this huge guy now who has his own story and is, is really interesting. Um, and... Uh, Lagoth is really interesting. I don't know. Season four is fantastic. I would recommend getting into Vikings now just so you can see it. It's really yeah, great. First three seasons are all on Netflix. And if you so. if you have any interest in in anything historical and seeing something, seeing a uh, a show that is a historical drama have production value, yeah, and that, character it, and balls and. Um, and all that sort of stuff and not really weird wanky yeah, dialogue it, it's great plenty of HBO nudity hey, plenty <laughs> of HBO nudity and plenty of fantastic hair <laughs> so that's Vikings that's Vikings yeah. I think that links in pretty well with I think probably my favourite series this year which was season 6 of Game of Thrones yeah um, so this is the point finally where the show has overtaken the books mm-hmm. and we're getting into uncharted territory for everybody yeah. so they just started to include like robots and you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> aliens um, they, they and... discovered this uh, meteorite yeah which... I'm on board go yeah. for it yeah Peter continue <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll actually talk about the show um, the scales are, tip- are tipping without sca- spoiling anything like yeah it's finally leading to it seems like the show is finally leading towards a, a final point whereas like for, yeah. for five books and for five TV series George R. R. Martin is still just building up the world pieces are still scattered to the wind yeah and this series all characters are starting to come back together finally yeah. um 
it was very it very much felt like a fan servicey type season because of course one of the things that has enthralled so many people around the world with Game of Thrones is that it's just so unpredictable. You think something's going to happen and then just yeah. everything gets fucked up. Yeah. Whereas this season, there are a lot of really good payoff moments for stuff that they've been seeding for five years. Yes, but I think that's just because we're nearing the end. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I heard a lot of people um, complain about that. And I was thinking, why? why? We've been slogging through this shit and to finally see something good happen to someone see someone get their comeuppance it's really great it's i i use this season as a way of continue like urging my mum to to slog through where she's at yeah i can't i i'm really happy i've sort of moved past this point in my life but i realize like mum is watching now season three to four and end of and season, end of season three is shit. like that is what happens stuff. in those ones season a lot three of bad things, things. Yeah. Okay, what season? Because I gave up after... It's a lot of death. After... Uh, uh, the, the Red Wedding. Should I spoil it? The, the, the king? Spoiler warning. The, the little king. The little king. Yeah, no, yeah yep. we got it. We got it. Yeah, after that event. Ah, oh, pee! I'll cut it. Spoil it. Yeah. Um, yeah, after that. Yeah. Yeah, I just gave up. I just... Yeah. I, c- I couldn't watch it. I was just like, this is... Like, I got to this point and I just don't want to watch anymore because it's just like, I saw what I wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like that's a place that a lot of people were at in that there has been, like, brief moments of, uh, like, satisfying yeah. deaths and characters getting their comeuppance, but it still has been a lot of the characters that you really like just getting shit on constantly. Yeah. And especially how season five ended, and this is how the book ended, ended very much on a um, cliffhanger with um, uh, some bad stuff happening. And I think had they continued the trend of one thing that the books does, which is not so much in the show because they condense a lot of it, but one thing I really noticed reading the last two books is that whenever you think something cool is going to happen, like two of the main point of view characters are going to link up and have a cool conversation or there's going to be some like, reunion of characters from the first book because from, from like virtually from the the first sort of first couple of episodes or even the first episode of game of thrones there's the starks scattered to the wind and never come back together yeah um and this is finally the time where they they started bringing some of that stuff back but that's, together that's okay yeah and that's it, I, I think they couldn't have continued to scatter people to yeah. the wind and and have uh just bad stuff going on. Isn't and it, it was really satisfying to finally, to, to have some new story as well, because yeah. of course I've, I've read the books and I knew everything that was going to happen. Love the show. It is, I think it is my favorite TV show. Um, and, and I just thought that the it, it, very satisfying conclusion to a lot of events. I'm incredibly excited for next season. Yeah. Sort of, Throughout the the past few seasons of Game of Thrones, after season one, like whenever and whenever a new trailer would come out, I would get every year after that. <laughs> like every, I, I ha- it was built into my routine that I would I would have uni on a Monday and the episode would come out Monday like Monday sometime during the day. And before I got any uni work done or went to work or whatever, I would make sure that I was able to watch the episode of Game of Thrones every day as soon as it came out. I was just that excited and that keen for it. 
No, I had and to force myself to watch Game of Thrones. I did not like it. Yeah, I don't know. It maybe I, I just like that sort of fantasy, yeah, well, like Lord of the Rings esque stuff. I feel like I'm out of place though, because everyone's like, "I love Game of Thrones," and then I'm sitting there like, "I don't get it." I mean, what's, you, what's the deal, you guys? Would, you, you're not in the majority, but that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. You don't have. You, you've got a free Monday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. My Mondays were ruled by just. When is Game of Thrones yeah. going to come oh, out? But it's just so annoying because, like, any anywhere you guys just like, the internet's just full of like spoilers and yeah, not spoilers. Yeah, and I, spoil. I, I have never been spoiled with Game of Thrones. I managed to my entire Game of Thrones career been unspoiled. Yeah, probably because I never ever speak to anyone on social media. <laughs> Um, just as long as you avoid Facebook, you'll be fine. It is possible, but it, it is everywhere. I mean, my mum, when she watched season one, got spoiled. Good old Ned's demise. And that's kind of the trouble with the show, recommending it to new people, is... I suppose now it's probably been enough time that you could probably avoid some of the spoilers. Yeah, yeah but they probably would have They probably would yeah, heard yeah. some of the big events, you yeah, know, just um, in passing. I'm known enough to recognise when the ones... Yeah, it's like, oh, where are you up to? Are you up to the Red Wedding? And they're like, what's that? And it's yeah. like, oops. But here's my thing about it, though. I... I I think you could have spoiled Game of Thrones for me and I still would have really enjoyed watching it. Mm. Just the production values are so great. And it is one of those shows that I kind of can't believe that this show about dragons and people sword fighting has become the biggest show on earth. Like... It's just great. I feel like. I, I, I think it's fantastic. And one do. of those signs that nerds won the whole <laughs> Nox, Jocks vs. Nerds. Man, I watched like nerds. I watched an R-rated. For me, that was when I watched an R-rated... Like, Deadpool movie. Deadpool movie. Yeah. That was great. That's That was the moment that I never thought would happen for me, right? What like It was very surreal in that... If you'd have told like 10-year-old you that just something watch like that, this like, would be what just... What the fuck yeah. is happening? Yeah. It was great. This is just as an aside. <laughs> no, it's Which we will... Yeah, we would talk about next week yeah. on our movie episode. No doubt. Um, Did that come out this year? Deadpool? Uh, I think so. Might have been last year. Yeah, I think it was yeah. last year. Anyway, more Maybe TV. Maybe we won't talk about it. Anyway. Did you have a show that, you, that you've been watching that had a new season this, this Um. Year? Oh, well, I feel like I should mention... X-Files. Yes. Oh, yes, please do. Um, so X-Files sort of, I guess they kick-started the show again. It wasn't really a reboot. It wasn't like sort of, because it's, it's been a long time. So they just decided, let's bring them how back. Many, how many seasons were in the original? Uh, so there's nine. Um, and, and then there were like two movies? Yeah. So there's um, one which was released, I think, after season six and one released after season nine. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, all in all this new season, it was because it was only six episodes and each episode was longer than an average X-Files episode. It felt different. Like it just felt like it wasn't proper X-Files. Like the storylines were also a bit short and like, they just didn't really match up to the whole X-Files things, which I think it's because X-Files doesn't really translate to the new millennium. It's yeah. just like, it's such a 90s show. It's, yeah. It can't really exist with like, I don't know, Mulder running around with an iPhone. There is a scene where Mulder's like trying to figure out how to take a photo on his iPhone and it's like, no, please don't do that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's, yeah. there's a good episode in there. 
this is just kind of struggle to translate the modern day technology to these sort of yeah. inherently there's something more about those shows that where they're just it they fit in that time when you yeah. mentioned X-Files it's the same sort of thought that I get when someone asks me after I've just you know said how much I love these shows right would you ever want like would you ever want them to succeed and make another season of Firefly I mean like no everyone would say yes yeah, I, I, but I would, <laughs> I, would kind of, I would almost say no like, because I can just imagine it being real bad. With yeah. Dan Fillion had this weird sort of superior smirk in his face. Like, every line he says, remember this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a bit like that with the X-Files. Because it was like... Yeah. The first episode and the last episode were the only two that were connected by plot. Yeah. So, all the ones in between were just, like, scattered. But they both felt like sort of fan service episodes. Like, a lot of, like, throwbacks and stuff. And it was just... Be, I mean, they had to sort of be like, oh, look, we're back again. Hey, guys. Like, sort of <laughs> get, yeah, get yeah. into watching it because, you know, we're back. We're old now, but How they <laughs> we're wrinkly. The, the special effects. Because I think for yeah. me, X-Files, because of how they did the special effects, it was a very 90s show with those... I think... Like, just prosthetics and things that... You wouldn't just you couldn't do now because it would just look stupid now, but it's fine then somehow. Yeah, you know, like. Well, what they tried to do is they had less like monster of the week sort of episodes. It was just like event yeah. sort of things. The one which I can really remember is one with um, Reese Darby, the New I love guy. him. Yeah, <laughs> he um. Should I spoil it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Tell us about the um, Reese Darby episode. So I've never watched the new X-Files. In the episode, they find a lizard man who can, like, change from a lizard into a man. And, like, and that's Reese Darby. And so good. So, so nice. <laughs> X-Files. Does he have a New Zealand accent? Yeah. Oh. But what actually turns it turns out being is that he was a lizard that got the power to turn into, into a, a man, man. <laughs> instead of a man that got the power to turn into yeah. a lizard. So he's got these like lizard memories and he's like uh, trying to understand the world. And he's like, I don't understand what alcohol is and he's drinking. And yeah. Well, that sounds like X-Files. That, yeah. That was a really good, like just X-Files episode, but the lizard like costume, it wasn't too like, like CGI or anything. It was, mm. it was done well. So that's right. the only one I can really remember other than the two, like the start what episode ones? and yeah, the end episode. I don't know where you which go. Which had Joel with... McHale from Community. Really? Yeah. Mm. I don't know where you go with remaking something like that. The decisions you make because you, you yeah. say CGI, I, I just... CGI like that, but but there's something to be said for trying to do that because if you go the other way and you make like the show that I'm I'm reminded of when you talk about X Files is like okay maybe we make remake Firefly maybe that'd be cool right. But someone asked me, do you want another season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Mm. Because that show, even more than X-Files, like, the prosthetics, it's like something that you can never get away with now. But then it was made total sense and it was fine. Like, the man who was meant to be a demon and all he had was, like, these red horns attached to his face and, like, sort of, like, this green face paint, right? And these, like, frosted tips and he was a demon and we were all fine with it. If you did that now and you remade the show, just like that, do you make a really hokey looking Lizzie man? Because it, mm. it somehow feels like not okay now to do that. I feel like you just shouldn't 
go there. Yeah, like, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. you just shouldn't remake X Files and do something a bit more like but these Black are... Black Mirror, which carries, which captures a similar sort of spirit. Yeah. To X Files, but adapts yeah. it to the modern day, and it's just. But you enjoyed it. Right? Yeah. One one sort of thing that I had one qualm I had with it was that it was like just too short. Like six episodes, you couldn't really get into it. Yeah. So I feel like if they did a full season, like twenty episodes, like they had the old. X-Files, then it would have worked a bit better. But you, could, you got more room for serialized content then. Yeah. Well, just a Monster of the Week type yeah, thing. Yeah, you, you have more for like a back plot and yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Would you recommend it to people? Like- um, only if you're already an X-Files fan. I wouldn't really say like if, if you've watched all <laughs> the X-Files, watch it. But if you only watch a few old X-Files episodes, I wouldn't say watch the new one because it's sort of just it wouldn't make much sense I would say do what I'm probably going to do after this or watch conversation which is just rewatch X-Files yeah is it on Netflix I think it is X-Files I'm not sure no oh no oh no <laughs> uh, no <laughs> I don't believe so I like how when you're thinking of things to say we should make a new season of you pick two Joss Whedon entities just <laughs> Buffy <laughs> and Firefly <laughs> it wasn't no, by to make another season of Community no, no. Well, that's six seasons in a movie. Community movie. That proverbial <laughs> cow will already step through the grate and it's yeah. time to just shoot it. <laughs> anyway, that's it's X-Files over. from me. I feel like... Yeah, well, that's pretty much everything that I've been watching this year that had a new season. Oh, yeah, well, well I, I have a big old list of stuff. Do you want to rattle off some of those? Well, we'll you just, about just mentioned then Black Mirror, so... Oh, yes, actually, like that's one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black, so Black Mirror, Mirror season. Um, I just sort of just watched the first two seasons. It was a British show originally. Um, the first two seasons only have three episodes each. Yep. Um, we talk, I think, have we talked about Black Mirror on the show yes, yet? Yes, we have. Yeah. That show is just absolutely fucked in terms of <laughs> just how crazy and well done it is. Just, and I really, I really enjoyed it, it. Just perfectly acted. Yeah. Um, it very much does not suffer from, like, it's a sci- sci-fi show, like, mm. it's sort of like a sci-fi futurism. Well, if you enjoy weird, um, like, just, well, yeah, as weird. well, like... It. Because it's an anthology, each has its own little world, and yeah. each of those are so fleshed out, yeah. so thought yeah. out. Yeah, it like, just, you never have, you're never brought out of the world yeah. with, like, it's just so easy to suspend your disbelief and yeah. get into the premise of the episode and what it's trying to say about one particular aspect of society. Yeah. But just to quickly rehash what Black Mirror is, it's a, Black Mirror is an anthology series, um, and basically each episode is a set in a different version of the future. Um, and they're all meant to be cautionary tales about the dangers of where our technology is heading. Yeah. Also, it might not even be the future. Some of them are set like sort of parallel with existing technology, just a bit enhanced. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of like where this technology will go in the future. And some of it, I mean, the really, the really sort of, um, thing that makes Black Mirror scary is that, it is current. You know, we were talking about like what, maybe yeah, just redo. Ripped from the headlines point. almost. And it's, and it's, it's scary because it's really close. Like you can easily imagine the world going that way in some of the, the episodes. And some of them it's a bit more extreme. Yeah. But say the episode, um, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode in the new season. Right. Yes. Where everybody's, 
everybody's it, everybody's like the hierarchy in the world is, is about their um, social their Uber presence. ranking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, um, it's a Uber like, ranking system. U- Uber, you rate drivers, and drivers rate you. Yeah, yeah, and so you have a star rating based off. No, but I was, I was just laughing at the, the, the Uber rating. Yeah, like, it's, but it's, it's, it's like, Uber for people yeah. where oh, everyone who interacts with you rates you, and your rating determines what you're afforded in society. And I think that one, geez, that one's not even that ridiculous. Yeah, you know? it's it's very believable that it could happen. Yeah. I not, felt so bad for that guy who was like, "Please, I just need a four to get inside the office." And yeah, it's like, no, not it's it's not maybe maybe not to the extent where it's like you, you get restricted access to like amenities and and, and yeah, you, know, you get better healthcare stuff. and better like you get discounts on yeah um your rent and stuff because but you could, are more popular with with dating apps and stuff like that and Uber. I could easily see a world where if you were to meet someone, you might be able to look at a number to see. To, so, oh, yeah. to sort of judge them I feel like maybe even job interviews would yeah. have that as a category just like yeah. have a quick glance at the have some sort of way yeah. of rating people's reaction like socially just, like social having a social impact I could see it having a social yeah like you could be like oh is this a good person he's got a three rating yeah. so he's probably a dick I'm yeah, not gonna hire exactly. him. yeah and all the, I think that was probably my least favourite Black Mirror episode really just in, I just didn't particularly enjoy the story. Do you know? Do you know that Bryce Dallas Howard was really, really apprehensive about going on the show. She had this experience where she watched the sec. No, it was either the first or the second episode of Black Mirror. Well, she watched the first. <laughs> um, I don't think it was the first. I think it was the one with the uh, the guys. You know, you know, sort of the the. Um, really structured hierarchical world where you were just sort of, you lived in this room with a oh, TV screen, you bikes. were forced to watch it. Yeah. You had yeah. bikes. Um, she watched that one. Her husband told her to watch that one and said it was a really good show. And she watched it and she made a video reply to him that you can now watch, right? Where she is like in a, almost a catatonic state of like tears. Just like, why did you do that? It was, <laughs> she was so sad by it. There's like a relationship in that episode. Um, she was really upset by by what happened to that one in the end. Um, that she just never, and, and that she never wanted to hear about, about the show. About the show is most of the time it doesn't go well for the characters. Oh yeah, like, I, I I would never binge watch ab- absolutely devastating. Like I I watched I I actually did binge watch, binge watch the first oh, two seasons. Oh man, that would be which, terrible. Which I find is interesting in- that Netflix picked it up because it's sort of like. Netflix is known for binge-watching content. Yeah, but I would really stay away from binge-watching yeah. that one. You yeah. feel terrible. Well, what I wanted to say was that this new season, because it's produced by Netflix, I feel like the episodes have a tinge of, like, hope at the end. Yeah. Like, each of them has... It's, sort it's of, a like, bit of a different overall vibe. So, Although so like, the second episode, there's just no hope. Yeah, but it's it's sort of, like, a bit lighthearted, maybe. Yeah. But, like, there's, there's sort of, like, something to make you go, oh, I will... <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> and <No>. was dead. <laughs> I like something that makes you go, "Oh, I will watch the next one." Like it's a bit less British. Yeah, yeah. I feel like because it's produced. It was originally a British series, and now it's um, partially American. Same yeah. people involved, but the American Netflix involvement. Yeah, I don't think Charlie Brook is writing all of them now. Yeah, I think he's got the team. So I, I always thought that I, I had that feeling that it was getting. Uh, slightly less brutal 
um, before Netflix picked the show up, actually. Uh, in terms no. of watching season one and no. season two. I think season, season one was... Season two is so devastating. You reckon? Oh, yeah. I, feel... I think season one is, is, is... Made me feel worse watching it. Well, season two is the first episode is the um, wife whose husband dies and then gets played by Dom Gleeson. Um, he gets, gets yeah. brought back as like an android. He's still in prison. Um, basically. And that one's that one's pretty emotional. And then the one after that is the girl who's in the prison. Yeah. And like who like committed that atrocity and then yeah, they've got that reality. becomes a theme park prison. And then the episode after that is I think is one of the best episodes of the whole series, which is the the people have the ability to, um, they have like impl- camera implants in their eyes yeah, so that they, they can replay their yeah. entire life. That one was just mm. absolutely devastating. But I thought, I guess maybe for me, the smaller stories were easily more easy to relate to, and each of the episodes in season two had a very big change in in the world compared to ours like it, it, the concepts were a lot larger than in the first the first couple of episodes like yeah because the, mm. the first the that first, first episode is, is basically in our world yeah yeah totally current totally something that could happen um the last one was like of season one was like the one with the bear guy yeah which could happen in our world as well and yeah, yeah and then the second the second episode wasn't definitely not our world, but it was very, very small. Yeah. Um, and and I think I found those more impactful. But, but I th- uh, the third episode of the second season is a very small episode, which is just... Yeah. It, it yeah. has this crazy technology, but it's also um, just about this family. Yeah. And the sort of whole conceit is because you can replay your whole life, you can just dwell on... Nothing is ever forgotten. Yeah. You can just dwell on all these mistakes you have in your life. Yeah. And sort of, at the time I watched it, I was in a very sort of contemplative, reflective state of mind. And that just seemed, although it might sound like a good technology to have, just the ability to rewatch your entire life, well, that just sounds like the worst I, idea. I feel like they also went with the idea to the natural place it would go. Cause it's like, yeah. they didn't just go, here's a technology. Whoa. How cool. They went, it wasn't like this, about a court is, case of a murderer yeah, or this is something like how that. destructive it can be. It can be yeah. like, Oh, you said you'd do the dishes. No, I didn't. And then rewind. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah. Like, and that's what I think the show does so yeah. well is some of those everyday situations with these technologies I, and exploring how it actually would affect I find that story, the, the, the third episode of the second season, I find that story maybe less upsetting because I can see the moral point that that episode is trying to make. You know, like that, that, that you shouldn't reflect on everything bad that you've done or whether you could have done anything differently. You, know, you, you can't get caught up in worrying about stuff that's already happened. Um, but I mean the, the sort of and that made me feel better I was like okay I've learned something I, I don't know that made me feel better and the other two were just so different it made me mm. more feel just so devastated because yeah. I maybe because I watched it all in a big chunk yeah. yes so I, didn't, I, I didn't have a bunch of time to think about each individual episode yeah, yeah. but, but the, the season two also sort of for me had that problem of like running through the rabbit hole you, you just sort of you, I, I, I find myself when you, like even when you're explaining them now this whole con- like just going down the rabbit hole of the technology itself rather than the story, like you know, for instance, you mentioned the eye thing, like oh, exactly how 
does that work? And then I just sort of found myself being thinking more about the nature of the technology they introduce in each of those episodes. Mm. I don't know. I watched the second season before I watched the first season just because whatever... It, the order it is on Netflix, that came up first. Oh. For some yeah, reason. Yeah, sometimes Netflix just chucks it's, me it's in. It's sorted out like now. Yeah. I'm, I was pretty late to the party. Yeah. Um, and I know we're not really talking all that much about the third season because I only watched the first two well, episodes. We never went I, very in-depth into Black Mirror, so now now's yeah. the chance. We get to do that on yeah. the podcast. Uh, I, it is, I think it is an incredible show that everybody should watch. Um, I don't know about everybody, you know. I actually... Mm. I, I wouldn't recommend stopped. it to I, kids. I, didn't, I, I wouldn't recommend it to kids. I Space it out. <laughs> space it out. Don't binge watch Definitely it. Definitely like, space it you out. Know how they, you, you know how they have those, like, Christmas in the park, and they've got, like, the like, <laughs> massive, like, theatre screen, and it's just put on black and <laughs> But I think it's pretty upsetting. And, and for me, um, it's tough to be right now, mm. actually. But for me, it's about... I, I think I'm a m- more positive person in terms of... M- a more optimistic person in terms of us and our world. And it's a very pessimistic show. That's yeah. True. Well, I, I feel it's, it's almost cathartic to watch it because you get all that pessimism out of you because you're like, yeah. at least I'm not there, you know? I end up watching it and just thinking like... You know, I really think we, we, we won't end up there. Like, I, I, th- I Whereas think I watched it and went... Oh God, we're all doomed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. John so it's, it's a pretty pessimistic show. It is definitely one of those shows that I think scholars will actually look at. Scholars will show and analyze. <laughs> yeah, no. We'll seriously. sound like some like, uh, for some reason. <laughs> I am a scholar. <laughs> uh, I think it is one of those culturally significant shows. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. And it's it one will, that I will. was. Surprised I haven't heard more about. I think time will tell how culturally significant it actually is. You know, That's true. It's entirely sat. Which, which bits it gets right and which Yeah, bits like 15 minutes right later, someone's right. saying, they said it first. Yeah. Kind of thing. I really hope that doesn't happen. Have you seen the Christmas special? Yeah, with John mm-hmm. Hamm. Yeah. That was amazing as well. Good old John really Hamm. Good. Just thought I'd mention He does that. such a good job. Um, so, another show that I wanted to talk about, which I never thought we were ever going to get more episodes of, yeah. is everybody's favourite, Rake. <laughs> Rake, yeah. Season four of Rake, which um, I think was maybe a bit of a low point for the series. Started off incredibly, like the first few episodes are hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I, my only big problem with Rake is that I felt like I loved that show. Um, and, and you think I really always want more of it. And I did. I really was excited about the season. But... I was really apprehensive as well about season four because yeah. season three, I just felt for like a, for like a character that was kind of tortured. Um, I thought the ending was so good. Yes. I, I thought it ended, they it ended it so well. I would have rathered his thinking that his life and his story followed that path and ended there. And, yeah. and, and with like the, the nature of rake is that, like it, before they even announced anything about what the season was going to be or before I watched the next episode, you can't have a season of rake if that is exactly where his life went. Yeah. It needs to be bad. It needs to have made a mistake. He needs to have somehow cocked it up. And I was really upset about that. I was really disappointed about how hand wavy they were for the end of last season. They just hand waved like the, the basically like the two- a woman that had almost been like the mother and how much your mother is in like the person to come in and solve all this shit. Oh, no, she's sort of gone now. She got offended and now she's just left. Yeah, yeah. And then also Barney's cancer's come back, but actually he's fine. He goes on a balloon ride and it cures his cancer. Like, 
yeah it's yeah I, I, I definitely enjoyed watching yeah this I really I really enjoyed yeah. it there were some fantastic episodes it's just so well written I actually now think that they have set up really well for what a new season would be like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would love to see. Yeah, Lee I would, as a I would judge love. Yeah, or I would, something. Well, no, he's a politician. Now. He's a politician. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would love to see where where that goes if they did do another season. As uh, sort of echoing your comments, I, I was a bit disappointed that it, it it did end so well at the end of season three. But yeah, if they were to do a season five, I think it could be really good. It was very clearly a season that was written after the fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, they thought they were going to end it, and then they, they, re- they wrote a nice, beautiful loop. Yeah, and then sort of had to sort of find a place to put more in. Yeah, and then Dylan walks into the team meeting and goes, "Hey guys, Yo, can actually, we do another one?" Yeah, pretty much. But I enjoyed it still. Hmm. Um, uh, another show I wanted to briefly mention: another show from the ABC called Soulmates. So I've talked about it on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's kind of an anthology series, but it's, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, first season is the second season is on. ABC iView. Um, so it's, yeah. it follows four different storylines of these, of the Bondi hipsters. It's ridiculous. People, those dudes, and sort of four different points in history where they're going on doing crazy adventures. Yeah. And it's just really funny. It's, there's a storyline that follows this Kiwi assassin. Yes. <laughs> Roger Blade <laughs> and Terry Finch. are yeah. amazing. Yeah. I think you've mentioned it. They're going to assassinate, so that, that we first yeah. see them. Need, they need to assassinate mission. Russell Crowe's uh, bunny rabbit. Bunny rabbit. Yeah, no, I was there when we were watching it together. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the second season, their mission is to infiltrate the Australian an Australian private school, <laughs> which has been importing Kiwi rugby players, <laughs> <laughs> so that Australia can have the best rugby team in the world. It's great, rather if, than if, New Zealand. If you're listening from from anywhere other than Australia or New Zealand, maybe. Maybe you won't get it at all. <laughs> but just the rivalry between Australia and New Zealand is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, a, show. Another show, because we're going to kind of we're try and blast through these, these last and then show. try and have a brief discussion, which we'll no doubt cut down we're about what our show of mess. the year is. Yeah. Um, so briefly mentioned Brooklyn Nine-Nine had another great season. That show is great. Bojack Horseman season three. Yeah. That show continues to be just emotionally incredibly impactful for I, Peter for me yeah um, I don't think the directions that it went were I don't think it's as good as season two but I still think it's one of the best it's one of the best animated shows and one of the best just TV dramas out there um, that uh, I think more people it gets a lot of accolades and it's well deserved um, uh, Daredevil season two I really enjoyed I thought it was okay ha- House of Cards had another Season. Do you watch House of Cards? No. I thought House. Just try and find a way. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So I don't. I don't watch. I, I, I didn't just... watch the second season of Daredevil either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, House of Cards had another season, which I thought was a massive improvement from season three. Yeah, agreed. Which I think was a bit of a, a dip point. Agreed. Um, what do you think about your favorite show of all time, Luke Cage? Uh, <laughs> Luke Cage was created funny. this year. Yeah, fucking terrible. Yeah, it was pretty shit. Not was pretty not shit. fucking terrible. It's just okay. Just not 
nowhere near as good as Daredevil or Jessica Jones. I Jessica it, Jones is my favourite of those series. I, I watched it and I actually have a stronger, for once, opinion on this than Peter. I thought it was just Garbo. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just, really it just didn't have... Garbo. It didn't have... Yes, Garbo. It, it doesn't even... It doesn't even warrant me finishing the rest of those syllables in that word. It's, it's just Garbo. It's just like when they have those posters with, like, the five stars. You just got one star. Yeah, Garbo. Garbo. That's the quote. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... The real problem with it is it didn't have a compelling villain like yeah. uh, Daredevil did. I thought like that was the signature of these Although they were like... It, t- sort of towards the back half of the series, it starts to try and develop some of that interesting... Uh, villain backstory but it just doesn't pull it off in a way that's good the script's kind of terrible i just didn't think it was all that great yeah um and another show that i think bears mentioning uh that came out like mid-december last year was making a murderer which became a bit of an internet phenomenon uh if you like podcasts like serial and those sort of true crime type series uh it's a very very engaging 10 episode documentary series about this guy called Stephen Avery. Very, very interesting. Pretty biased, I reckon. Um, but yeah, it tells a very, very interesting true story. So definitely give that a listen. Um, but I think that's all that I had to mention. Was there anything else you guys wanted to quickly talk about? Uh, not, not for me, but Will? No, I just wanted to say that most of those are on Netflix. So. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching mostly Netflix. Yeah. but uh, yeah. well, that's good for the yeah. Narco, Narco season two was also good. Pretty, pretty much everything that we've mentioned on the podcast. If you if you were interested in any of these shows and you you haven't watched the earlier seasons, they almost all of them are on Netflix. Yeah, um, it's pretty great. Yeah, um, to pay TV. What a world yeah. what, what a world. So so I think before we decide on a podcast overall favourite series, we should run favorite through what three. each of our favourite series were from this year, which yeah. mine was Game of Thrones season six. Sam? Vikings. Vikings? Season, season four? Season four. And Will? Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. Okay. I, I know yeah. neither of you have seen it. Yeah, that's, that's I, I'm, I'm so excited to it's watch it. It's the kind it, of thing that maybe yeah. if we'd seen it, we would agree with you. So yeah. yeah. I'm well, inclined to go Westworld. <laughs> I, we I really wanted to just tell Pete... It's the new Lost, and I knew that would, yeah, that, that would sell it to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what do we reckon could be our show of the year? Well, did you want it to be something new from this year? Or no, it anything? can be. It can be anything. I think it really. It, it for yeah, me, the but I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be something that we all sort of agree on. For me, well, that pushes it over the edge. I'm willing to cast my vote over to Westworld. It's ama- It sounds amazing. I enjoyed the book. I'm probably going to like it, and it came out this year. So I'll throw I'll throw my vote there. Well, I haven't seen it though. So the the so, two people from a beer and Sam and Peter who have never yeah. seen Westworld say that. Well, that's so, you know what? It, just in my heart, I know I can't say Vikings yeah. <laughs> because well, you guys haven't watched it. Well, I was gonna throw my vote towards Vikings because I thought both of you watched that show. Yeah. Vikings, yeah. I'm fine. I, with I wouldn't Vikings. call it the best show of the year though. Our, our show. What would you say to Stranger Things being our show of the um, year? Yeah, I would. Actually, yes. Because it's a show I liked. I know you two really liked it. I think that's one that we can all agree that people should watch. Yeah. Yes. And it's definitely one that I will remember, like, as 2016's TV show. And it is one we have all seen. If the theme song comes on again on Triple J or something like that, I always want to watch it again. It's good. What? The theme song on Triple J? Yeah, there's actually... If you want to look it up, there's a... I can't remember his name. There's a guy who's taken the stems and everything from... 
is, is uh, from uh, the theme song Stranger Things made it a little bit more um I don't know. It sort of added a few more layers onto it. Yeah. Uh, and it got picked up by Triple J. Someone played once. Oh, was this... And Luke- then it was really popular, so they, they play it on the regular now. Is this Luke Millions remix? No idea. Maybe. No, well, he, he, he's, he's entirely he's, possible. He is played on Triple J. Yeah, so, he's like yeah. an Adelaide guy, so... Yeah. So, so Stranger Things? Stranger for, Things. Yeah, right, I'm happy um, with voting for Stranger okay, Things. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with Stranger Things for the... A Beer with Sam and Peter... Television show of, of the, the year. year, yeah. Um, and actually, and this brings me to what are some closing questions that I had for you two. Yeah. As well, I mean, I'll answer them too. But um, the same way with games, I think it's entirely possible this year that the show that we watched the most maybe wasn't a 2016 show, especially with Netflix giving us all these new old, all these old shows to watch again. Uh, so I want to ask you guys, what was the show that you spent the most time on this year? Was it something from from the list that we just went through? No. No? What would it be then? What would it be My, all, mine is... Because I didn't really watch a lot of TV. Like, I didn't binge a lot of stuff. So, mine was Red Dwarf, which is like a comedy sci-fi from... I want to say... Ago. Yeah. A while ago. 90s? Early in that? Late 80s, I think. Yeah, late 80s, I think. Yeah. Which is great, actually. Yeah, if you, uh, good... there, there's probably a good chance that a lot of people listening to the podcast haven't heard of Red Dwarf, yeah. and it's really, really fantastic. It's it's British, so it's got that I think sort it's of on humor. Netflix, maybe? No, it's not. No? no, okay. But yeah, it's it's really good. Like I think there's like six or eight episodes a season. I think there's ten. No, it's a fair few. Episodes. Oh, whoa! Totally forgot. A new season of Red Dwarf came out this year. Really? Wow! Yeah, really? Yeah, I didn't know about this. Yeah, That's crazy. Totally. Was yeah. it good? Yeah, I mean, they look old, but yeah, they, <laughs> they, they like, look no, real old. Like, yeah. Do they make jokes about it? So, like, no, sure. no, they don't. But like Crichton, who's the robot with like the the little um, weird thing. On his, yeah, yeah. He like you can see his wrinkles through his makeup. Yeah, but, yeah it's okay. <laughs> didn't the uh, the guy who played um oh shit I'm having a blank well the only human. The guy's oh, left. Lister. Lister, yeah. yeah. Didn't the guy who played Lister, didn't he have a big one in with the law? I thought he was in prison. Was that just a thing that happened? <laughs> Possibly. With... <laughs> I thought he was in prison. <laughs> Might have missed that. They yeah. brought him out to play Lister again. <laughs> anyway, that was my yeah. most watched I, show. I, yeah, Red Dwarf. You I, should go I, put a bu- I did a bunch of binge watching this yeah. year. I was unemployed for a period of time and <laughs> I used the time well. Like I went back and watched a series of a bunch of shows. Probably the one I put the most time yeah. into was How I Met Your Mother. I watched the entirety of that. Holy shit. Which wild. which was a slog. Or on Netflix. Um, also yeah, on Netflix. I don't know. I'd never seen the whole thing and, oh, I, okay. and I wanted to watch it. I didn't think the final season... Final season was better than the like two or three seasons Yeah, for me, it. the final season is one of my favourites. If I if I go and watch rewatch How I Met Your Mother... Yeah. On Netflix. Like, which I do from time to time. I watch an episode if I don't have anything to do. Like, um, just as something that's familiar and comfortable and and I can watch. It's almost always either the first season or the last season. But mostly the last season. I don't know. It's very emotional episodes in the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things I definitely... Adagabo, you reckon? Yeah. Adagabo. Adagabo. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things I definitely Half noticed... Star. From, one of the things I definitely noticed from like the sort of first couple of seasons is just and this is sort of is a bit of a sign of the show's age is just how 
just terrible of a character Barney is. And I guess kind of by extension, like, Ted's attitude towards women kind of from Barney's influence. Like, yeah. And I had a bit, I had a bit of a problem. I had a bit of a problem with that watching it again. Yeah. But, but that, but it's, and I know it's meant to be, they're young. They're just, they're un, they're, There's like, a lot they of young twenty-year-old dickheads who have a bad yeah yeah true idea but. of women, and they and they and one of the things in the show that sort of tempers it is that it, Ted, to some extent, and all the other characters definitely like give give just like think Barney's awful as well. I <laughs> think multiple times, yeah. someone said like yeah. you're awful, you're terrible, yeah, you shouldn't but, do that, Barney. But like I can remember, <coughs> I can remember in high school and. Lots of other people as oh, well. Yeah, like yeah. people idolized Barney and sort of what he. But that was that was just stuff. high school boys. Yeah, I know, I know. But I, I think, not the best example of yeah. What also, kids should be seeing Barney's behavior would be acceptable in like a teen, not really in yeah kind of age years. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, I also I also went back and rewatched Rick and Morty and bloody archer and but you're gonna only have one and all this other stuff but um yeah sam what was, what was your show you spent the most time with uh sons of anarchy sons of anarchy i watched all the seasons all seven really yeah that i watched all seven in about three weeks holy shit and i fucking love that show <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious contender for my favorite show now um it's like on the same level as vikings which i find a little weird considering that travis Fimmel looks a whole lot like charlie hun I think his name is who plays, yeah, um, Jax, the main character. They look very similar, um, but yeah, I, I poured all my time into Sons of Anarchy. I really, really like that show. I'm about to start running a D D campaign that is meant to be fantasy Sons of Anarchy. Like I, I really enjoy it. Uh, man, that was a great show. But I have talked about it on the podcast before. But yeah. that's definitely what I've spent the most time watching. Because I watched the all seven seasons and then I rewatched some episodes. It's so, yeah. it's ended, hasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it's all on Netflix. But they're doing a spin-off series following the Mayans. Yeah. Yes. Daughters of Anarchy. <laughs> Daughters of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah. well. They're going the Ghostbusters route and doing a all female. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I really I mean, I think that show's great. Yeah, so I think just to, to finally finish off, we will be looking to the future and what is what is one show that you're anticipating just, just for next months? year? One more, yeah. Um, well, it'd have to be Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Yeah, the Netflix. Netflix series. Like that looks very interesting. Another one by Netflix. As a yeah. fan, I was a big fan of the books. Well, I read all of them. I don't know how I was how I, how I felt about them when I finished them all, but um, I'm really intrigued and and. Um, I was I was I was really sad when I watched the Unfortunate Events movie. They did make a movie about it uh, with Jim Carrey as Ken Elf because Jim Carrey was kind of a writer's Ken. Like there were, I I think visually the movie got a lot of things right in my mind is how yeah. things would look. But the, it was just was not a good movie. Um, also, looking at the trailer of the new Netflix one, I feel like the boy he's just not pudgy enough. Like the the kid yeah. on the cover, he's. Um, like a bit more chubby, just a bit yeah. more stout. But yeah, this kid looks like too skinny, and he still looks. He definitely doesn't look cool. Yeah, so I'm sort of okay with that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that show too. Yeah, no, it's one of the few which has definitely popped up on my radar as being one that's going to come out next year. Other than that, I feel like just continuations. Oh no! Wait, uh, the um. 
the re the new season of Twin Peaks is coming out as well, oh. which I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm really keen for a new season of Rick and Morty. I love that show. Yes, that's going to be so good. Yes, that is a great show. More Game of Thrones. A lot of the shows we've already talked about. Yeah, I, have new my seasons. problem is I really don't keep up with TV um, up and coming TV news the same way I do with movies and games. So yeah. I wouldn't know really what's coming out. Yeah, um, I can only say continuations. New season of Vikings is going to happen soon now that Game of Thrones is over. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy I, for that. I feel like half the time I can't even like keep up with shows that I'm watching. It's like, oh, this was cancelled? What? Oh, that's why there's no episode. <laughs> yeah, you, thought, you thought House of Cards had ended. Yeah, <laughs> was, I did. Yeah. It doesn't end until he's elected president, you know. Outright. Or he dies. Frank hasn't been elected president. Yes. Has it not? Huh? Has not been elected president. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. so until that happens, he he is he, he is, hasn't yeah. been elected. He is the president. <laughs> yes, but he has but not been not, elected president. Yeah, he hasn't been elected president. I feel like it has to end with his downfall, breaking yeah. in, a, in a Breaking Bad sort of way. Did, have you guys seen well, the English version? House of Cards? Yeah. The cards have, have you guys seen the English version of House of Cards? Because no. that will probably give it a lot away. It's not entirely different. Um, it's English and and. <laughs> For one. The second thing is that... Um, it's in English. The uh, Netflix one is not in English. The, the, the main Spanish. character is it's way less likable. <laughs> Sorry? The way, main character is way less likable. He's more outright evil. Right. In the English version. Whereas, I would actually still argue that Frank is good for the country. I don't know if he's... He's a great guy. He gets stuff done, that's but for I sure. I think he would yeah. be actually good for the country. Um... Whereas in the English version, no, it's, pretty, it's pretty just evil. Yeah. But so, anyway, I think this is a, a good point to end it. Any final words? Uh, uh, no good. Yeah. As always, <laughs> like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash beer with Sam. Thank you for coming on, Will. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I just want to plug my favorite, the Flavor Merchants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a classic group. And- yeah. You do have a YouTube channel. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can find Will's no, YouTube channel. I, no, no. <laughs>